0: Everywhere we go, we can proclaim that and announce that, and we can live lives that declare that to the world. Um, Before I invite our mission trip up, I want to just uh, point out two things uh, that are connected to what they're getting ready to share. First, uh, I did not say this earlier uh, because I wanted to frame it uh, in what's going to get ready to happen. Uh, Sarah already did you guys a huge favor when she reminded our kids that God's mission is the same in Chattanooga and in Cleveland and in McGee's Crossroads, and in Clayton, and Smithfield. Um, and as families, we can live on mission. We can live on God's mission. Uh, we can view our vacations and our, our trips to see family as mission trips. Um, the biggest miracle I've seen in the last m- month uh, was when I was on a mission trip in Chattanooga. Uh, I had talked to my son Jack about going on mission himself, I to visit his grandma, who's 99 years old, his great-grandma. Um, and all week, we framed it. G- Daddy's going on to a mission trip, and Jack is going on a mission trip. Daddy's going on a mission trip to Tennessee. Uh, Mommy and Jack are going on a mission trip to Georgia. And somehow my son got that, by the Holy Spirit, not by me, not because I'm a good dad, uh, but because uh, God loves kids. And uh, while he was in Georgia, he got to share God's love with his nineteen year old grandma, telling her the story of how he invited Jesus into his heart to forgive his sins and live with him forever and to surrender his whole life to Jesus. And he led his 99-year-old grandma to do the same, to give her heart to the Lord and to say, come live inside me. That's a mission trip. It may look like he just went to go visit his grandma, but it was a mission trip. And if you're wondering how you can do that too, We as a church are trying to equip you using this curriculum called Generations by Robert Noe, and every Sunday morning um, for the rest of the summer, we will continue to get together at 9.15 in the room next door to figure out how do we do this? How? Not that there's any gimmicks or tricks in here. We do it by talking to one another and sparing the time. So next Sunday, July 7th at 9.15, even if you've missed the first three lessons, Start where you are. Start where you are. Join us on the 7th. Bring your whole family. This is not just about like your immediate family. This is this is bigger. So don't think, oh, I don't have parents with young kids. You can be 99 and live on God's mission. You can be 9 and live on God's mission. Whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever season of life you're in, show up July 7th. And everything these guys are going to share with you today I want you to figure out how do I live that mission where I am. So I want to invite my friends up, uh, and they're going to share. Um, I'm going to invite uh, C- Colleen Athy and Cheryl Kirk and Macy Baker. You can come sit up here. And Cameron Crow and Christian LaRue and Hayden Peak and Jamie Williford. You guys are going to come up first and, and talk. So y'all come up, grab a chair. The hand yeah. who wants to tell the church about a god sighting a moment where God showed up where you saw God okay so tell your
1: name first. Uh, you so I'm colleen Athey. I was on crew fifty one we were aka area fifty one <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> i was i had a twenty one year old uh co crew leader so Um, neither one of us had a whole lot of construction experience and yet somehow God gave us a wheelchair (laughs) ramp. So I knew right away that God was definitely going to be challenging me. Um, nobody on our crew had experience. So here we started having just met each other the night before on day one, Monday morning, we were expecting rain and I knew that I had to, at least try to look like I knew what I was doing, so <laughs> so I did. Um, and as we began to work and really get into a rhythm, um, it started to rain, just sprinkle. And I thought, and I just felt God nudge me and say, you know what, it's not going to rain because you guys, we have too much to do. We had to have a good first day in order to get our rhythm going. And so I said, you know what, guys? God said, it's not going to rain. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. And yet I moved to pick up my circular saw because I didn't want it to get rained on. And then I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to leave it right there. And I did. And I think those of you who were in Sunday school heard about the rain that everybody else experienced. And we only had a few drops. And so we had a tremendous first day, made great progress. And that gave us the the commitment and the energy we needed to get through the rest of the week. So. That's awesome,
0: that's awesome. Uh, somebody, somebody else needs a God sighting—a time where God showed up to you, or a moment you felt closest to God on this week. A moment that you just felt like a God's relentless love was just as,
2: as close to you. Hi, uh, I'm Hayden. Um, think my God sighting would be Wednesday night um, every night during the entire week we would do youth group devotions where we'd all gather around um, and talk about what happened during the day um, and do a little Bible session basically Um, and Wednesday night um, our Bible session was for one person at a time in the group to come and sit in the middle um, of a circle of everyone surrounding them and everyone would tell them um one good thought they thought about them and everyone had something to share about every single person that sat in that circle and i i really felt god there in that moment it was it was very special
3: to share that we're encouraged throughout the week uh, to include our resident, the person that we're working for um, in anything, and especially like in our devotions over lunch, um, and that we are, you know, there to help them with physical things, but also to, you know, show them a little bit of Jesus while we're there for the week. And um, this was an unusual, this is my third year. I'm Cheryl, by the way. This is my third year on mission trip. And um, this year, the tables were turned. Um, we had a very young crew, for the most part. Um, and our resident spent the whole day, every day, prowling around the work site. We had a crew inside and a crew outside and talking to the young people, and he was talking to them about God and talking to them about church and um, talking to them about, you know, their lives, and he was just being a missionary to all of these young people and to us old people um, all week, and it was amazing. We had a young man who was about to go, um, he's enlisted, and he leaves in about a week or two for boot camp, and he particularly took an interest in him. And found times to talk to him one-on-one. On one, and, you know, just sort of man-on-man man going out into the world. And um, he just kept talking to them. He was a, um, a member of a church, not even his neighborhood church. So this is a man whose circumstances he's gone beyond the easy. And he goes to a church much further away. I heard him say things like, um, you know, preachers are people just like anybody else. You know, you have some, <laughs> some good ones and some not so good ones like any other group of people. <laughs> he said, you got to listen to what they're saying and don't be put off if you stumble on one who y- you don't feel right about, you know. And, and, um, and he was saying things like even if you're, um, I always tell them that um, it can't do any harm to go to church. <laughs> it can only do good. You need to be in church. You need to go to church. You need fellowship. So this man preached to all the young people on our crew all week, and it was, it was a great blessing. It was a joy.
4: Christian um, a couple of things I God taught me a couple of things on this mission trip Um, so um, one of the things he taught me was how much outreach we actually have like how much we like how much we know like we don't know we're doing when we go to people um, and like when we help people so you could share with someone like your testimony or tell them about God and they could share that to people down the line and it goes farther than you'll ever know um, so that's one thing he taught me. Um, another thing is uh, on Thursday, which is our Cry Night, as we like to call it. We uh, I was praying with God, and I was just because I was talking to Him, and I was I asked Him uh, what I am to Him. I was like, Am I your warrior? Am I your disciple? Am I your Am I your son? Like, who am I? And I looked to my left and my right, like, where I was, and there was people sobbing and crying and letting their sins out to God. And I realized at that moment that what I'm here for is to be, like, God's helper, healer, and, like, to be there for people, to help them through things. Um, So that's what God taught me on this mission trip. So, I actually uh, helped a couple of the people that were around me, like, get through some things, just talking to them. Um, one person, I, dunno, I hope you don't mind, but Colin, um, he uh, he was dealing with some stuff, and I saw him over there, and I was like, okay, I'll start with him, and I went over to Colin, and I sat there and talked to Colin for a good fifteen twenty minutes, and we prayed together, and we we sw- like we talked to God together, and we prayed for each other. And then there was another guy that I had I, I barely knew, uh, a guy that did uh, was doing theater and stuff. He played uh, David in one of the play in one of the plays that we were doing, and he was he was he w- we we had a heart to heart and just talked, and um, I don't even know his name. Like we just talked about God and like what he was dealing with, and we prayed. And I helped him through things. And then there was this other girl that had, um, that was sitting next to me up by the stage. And she was crying, like, heavily. And I was able to run into her later and talk to her. And we talked for a good, like, hour and a half. And I helped her through things that she was dealing with and, like, the burden she had on her shoulders. Um, and we prayed and things like that. So.
5: to one. Yes. help connect just
0: you on
1: the Um well she's just my best friend, so it's nice to have her with me.
4: not talk yet.
6: Hi guys. Um I'm Cameron. It's my turn to talk. Um, so what the week really taught me was and not just from the program but from a close friend pulling me aside and showing me that you know you don't need to have that voice of God in your head. You know what I mean? Because I felt like for a while, because I think it was Tuesday I felt like I was out of the loop, like you know, everyone else is like feeling like hearing it straight from the Lord Himself. You know what I mean? He's over here like, you're doing great, kid, and I'm over here like, where's my, d- you're doing great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, he pulled me aside and he he told me he was looking at the clouds and it was like the simple things. You know what I mean? And as weird as it sounds, but if I feel like, I don't know if that was God trying to talk to me. He d- he did good. <laughs> but was, I feel like it helps me, like helps me makes me see because I have friends of my own who struggle with, you know, believing in God, depression, anxiety, and all these other things that just torment their life, and, you know, if you could just be that person that talks to them, and even though, like, sometimes they're just like, I just want to be left alone, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, give them the space, but you're always there for them, and you're always relentless, you know what I mean? Trying to help them out and get them through what they're going through. Anyways, I'm getting all teary-eyed. Here you are. <laughs> Macy, back to you. <laughs>
3: haven't really mentioned it um but there's like a theme for the week the relentless theme and um it was it was um that theme was presented to us through the story of david and so our scriptures all week were about david um sometimes hearing him talk in the psalms and sometimes reading about him in in samuel and um so there was a it it uh, i had a bible study this morning that just it really hit me that this the idea of being um, understanding about god's relentless love for us um and encouraging us to be relentless in our pursuit of god as david was um was um like act like you're relentless you know act it if you if you believe that god loves you so much and that he's always there for you act like it um and And I thought of the story of David that we had uh, where when he went to see Goliath, and he came there and he heard Goliath you know talking bad about his God, and all of these people taking it and um he just said you know that's not that's not okay and he um he instead of just like going gee, why do they put up with this and mutter, 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 he confronted Goliath and he said, you can't talk about my God like that. I said, my God can take care of this. And um, he just, he acted like a person who believed that God loved him and loved his people and um, didn't want this for them and acted like it and went out in faith and i think that's a a challenge to us to come away from the study of believing in god's love for us and um acting like he's there for us and not muttering about stuff but uh addressing i mean he spoke to goliath he talked to the problem um and said my god's bigger than you and he's going to help me take care of you and uh that we can all do that in our lives.
2: On okay,
0: good.
7: Uh. Uh, it's green. <laughs> uh,
2: so places I saw God show up. Uh, well, first, well actually, I have a few, so okay, so I think on it was either Thursday or Wednesday we were running out of something that we used to like make a railing on our porch. Also, my name's Colin. And uh, yeah, our, I was on a triple crew and we were running out of things to make a porch with and the neighbors just so happens have the exact same things that we needed in oversupply and of the same size. They just happened to be right next door and watching us do all this. And so we got about, uh, we almost got everything done just with the stuff that they gave us. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Another God sighting was uh, Cry Night. Uh, You probably heard this from Christian. Yeah, Christian came up to me and was like, we prayed together and it was really nice and he went along on his way and helped other people.
7: Well, I, uh, I know also for both of them, it, it was cry night again. <laughs> my name is Reese. <laughs> yeah. So it was also cry night. That was one of my God sightings, I guess, was cry night again when I really connected with God by myself in the auditorium sitting down. Yeah. Just felt like directly talking to God. No one else. It was, it was all silent and it was just thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, my other God sighting, I'm not going to go into too much detail. It's like a whole story. And so. The two dogs at my work site, as you probably saw on the video, me holding them, and they were not our resident's dogs, they were her son's dogs, and they were actually really neglected dogs that had never, like, they had matted fur, and hadn't only were f- fed, like, slop every Saturday. That's when he would come by to feed them, and probably not even, like, take care of them, but just put slop in their bowls and barely any water and so we throughout the week we started we helped them like like I think it was Tuesday we or or Wednesday where I got scissors and cut all their matted fur off as much as I could and then the one of our crewmates went to go went to like Walmart to get supplies and she got dog food for them and so we kept feeding feeding them on Thursday and Friday, and then on Friday we would we gave them a bath, and that was, and then on Friday whenever we were done with our project because we were done at twelve o'clock, and so we had like a whole three hours to do whatever. Um, we went to go get ice cream that night, that day. Mr. T's ice cream. No, not Mr. T's Ben and Jerry's,
0: <laughs>
7: <laughs> and so we. We're thinking about what we should do with the dogs because we didn't want to leave them there because we didn't know what would happen. And so we actually were like trying to find like animal shelters and all that. And so we called the uh, local humane society and they said that they would check on that. And so I haven't heard anything back from them yet. And we've been calling every day and they haven't, they've at least located the dogs. They've like went, gone to the house. And so that's all I know from them. But I might call, keep calling.
4: At one point during youth devotions, we had a thing where we had one person sit in the middle, and like everybody would just go around and say something that they've noticed about them, some positive. And well, it got time for my uh, my little brother Cole, who is not here today, uh, to go in, and everybody kept saying nice things about him, and. He had actually smiled, like really smiled for the first time that whole week because he had been really upset about things that had happened to him before the trip. So it was just really nice to finally see him, like, lighten up and everything.
8: My name's Daniel. I was with Crew 33, it's the place to be. So a um, uh, couple of really good God sightings. Our resident, his name was Albert Hitchcock. Not Alfred, but Albert Hitchcock. He was an interesting guy. We didn't get to see him much. He was on dialysis and, <laughs> well, it's um, he he was kind of isol- isolated in his room. Uh, he said he did tell us I'll be in, in here if you need me. Uh, it was his bedroom, and I don't know exact. I don't know if he was doing some kind of dialysis, something, in his room. But the first day, the break makers, uh, I had two. There were two crews, uh, another adult, myself, and the two break makers went up and asked him, "Did he want to come to devotion?" And apparently, and I was, apparently, he had a wife to die a few years ago, and he was by himself there. Uh, and they, you can, there were think godly things all over all over the house but he came out um he said he would like to do devotion with us before we eat and and he did and he came down he couldn't eat we asked him did he want to eat with us he said that's when he told us he was on dialysis and didn't eat much but about the third and he made sure he was there every day one day he had something that morning and he said i don't think i'll be back by devotion but he was. He was there at 11:30, ready for devotion, and he left after that. But one day in particular, he—or it was a second day. He looked very, you know, he had that just very appreciative look, and and a lot was on his mind. But he was a very closed guy; he didn't talk to us much. But he walked over to after devotion. He it started raining. It rained on us every day except for Friday, but he walked over to a window front window in his house and I hadn't even looked in this window and he stood there while in the rain while we were eating for a good while and finally he walked back inside well afterwards we we were eating in our vehicles and we went in I walked up to that window to see what his you know I was curious and it was a nativity scene that I think Possibly his wife set up as a nativity scene. He, and he just stood there for the longest time and looked at that. And he made sure each day he was at devotion. And, and there at the very end, the last day, he was appreciative. He came out. I was a little worried. You don't know how to read someone, how, how you know, we just did finish. Five, three other crews showed up and helped us finish that day. That was another God sighting. And um, everyone pulled together, got along, got the job done. And we had no idea we'd finish that day. We painted the entire outside of that house the last day um, with five crews, but I went. I walked in just to look at the inside because I hadn't even been in to see if it was finished. And he's he, I was I was he was there. I was like, I don't know how he's going to go. I said I said, well, we finished up. He said it looks much better, and I am grateful for it. I really appreciate it, and it, it was a relief to me because you just you don't know. So that was God's work um, through through everyone that was there. There was 30 people there on that last day. It looked like a a, a blitz. <laughs> it's exactly what it was. But yeah, thanks.
9: know exactly how to answer that question to be honest with you I'm always trying to <laughs> I'm always trying to get people to go on the mission trip it's a lot of fun and um I my wife can tell you that every night when we talked I told her I was not going on one next year um and I probably will uh I'd like to get her to go sometime too so she's my number one target so if you see her please uh please tell Shelley Watkins that she needs to go on the mission trip uh starts at home right starts at home uh no i you know it's just i try to recruit anybody i can to go on these things it's a lot of fun uh she tells me all the things that she's worried about about going on the on the trip and those are fair points uh they just don't really matter that much when you get there uh she's talking about how i don't know how to build this or build that or do this or do that and I don't know how to do a lot of that stuff either. You know how many times I looked at that uh, construction guide while we were there? Not once. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's just, yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun. I connected with the, the the kids this year more than I ever have. I think um, just just individually. Um, just uh, uh, Cameron and I talked. Jamie uh, and I talked, which. Um, yeah, I love Jamie, but we had never really talked a whole lot before this year. Uh, you know, uh, Josh, right before he was going off to college, um, we were on the same uh, site, so we rode together every day. Colin was on my site. Um, Cole, um, just, just individually connecting with some of these kids uh, is great, and uh, you get to know people. Um, Colleen is, is, is awesome. If you don't know who she is, then start talking to her because she's really cool. Um, Daniel's awesome, but you just, it's, it's a, it's a different environment for you to get to know people that you go to church with and also for you to, to talk and get to know people from other states. Um, I think Ed mentioned it this morning in Sunday school, but there's, there's at least, there were at least two other churches there that we had been on a mission trip with before. Uh, one of them is from Virginia and I think we've been on all but one with them. Um, and they're going next year to the same place we're going to too, so you just meet a lot of people and it's 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 great
2: uh, well on this mission trip I think it was it was really Thursday that it really hit me in uh I learned the serenity prayer, which goes something like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, Pastor Andrew and I talked about this a little bit, and he says that he says the prayer backwards because he needs the wisdom first and then the other thing. and Friday kind of that just I got tested basically on these things the serenity wisdom and courage wisdom mostly because I needed to know which one I needed to use but yeah just time and again I could see different places where I'd have to either like back off and let things go or just you know go in there and make my mark and I could really see God telling me, hey, you got to do these things more in your life, because most of the time it wasn't on the work site that I had to use these things, because the work site was just building and destroying a deck, it was pretty easy.
4: I think it was pretty cool to see God work through my crew and how we really bonded together. uh, Even starting on the first day, like the second we uh, got on site, it was like we had known each other for years, uh, the conversations that we had with each other, and we just didn't take every, I mean, we didn't take uh, everything for granted out there. It was like we had fun, but we got the work done, and you know, we'd play our music and, you know, talk a lot, but at the end of the day, we, um, we're all proud of ourselves for doing something for someone who we've never met and seeing the joy that it uh, brought to their lives. Yeah, moment's that talking about
10: something. Maybe yeah, so I'm so Ed Williford. I uh, had a small crew or a, a crew. We didn't have a double. We had six of us and on monday monday morning we're we're working on this front porch trying to get carpet up and glue and i look out in the in the yard and i've got one of my crew members is sitting out out in the yard talking with the resident's 8-year-old daughter i'm thinking this is going to be a long week they're they're scattered they're not wanting to work i've got uh, I've got one young man from uh, Venice, Florida, who is missing the beach life, and he's you know in the gym more than he's anywhere else, and yet, you know, shovels just didn't seem to fit his hand. You know, he was he could look at him all day long and talk about him, but it's like this is going to be a long week. <laughs> but uncharacteristically, I didn't say anything to her because finally it hit me, she, my this seventeen-year-old, had her more priorities about talking and bonding with this eight-year-old than working on this work site and doing the, the work of that moment. Um, so we get to lunch, they are calling for rain, we're sitting outside and the resident and her eight-year-old come out to, to have devotion with us and I'm watching a storm develop in the background nobody else is sitting in that direction and again uncharacteristic I didn't rush things or stomp them I said we're just going to do our devotion and let the youth lead it as they see fit and they kept going and they kept going and I'm watching this this black cloud just build and build so at the, at the end I said okay guys there's a there's a storm coming up so we need to get all this concrete that's laying around bags of concrete all the power tools that are sitting out, let's just go ahead and get these things put in the shelter. And so they did, and as soon as they rolled the wheelbarrow in, the bottom fell out. But we didn't rush anything, and yet it was taken care of. But I will fast forward because the bond that Emma, uh, the young lady on our crew, made with Bella, the the 8-year-old, through the week, she wasn't able to return until the last day. But immediately, as soon as she showed up, her and Emma hooked back up and she's out with a broom sweeping this place to make sure it's clean and hey, you need to pick that stuff up, make it look nice. I mean, she was then the crew leader but Emma and the bond that she made, now this eight-year-old is asking for information because she wants to go on a mission trip next summer and the 18-year-old daughter of our uh, also was getting information from this group so that she can go on a mission trip next summer because of what was done at her house this summer. And that was more important than any deck or any railings or painting that we did was the impact that we made, that was made on those two young ladies.
5: Um, I just wanted to talk for a brief moment about kind of an observation that kind of struck me this week um, through kind of watching and kind of looking how people interact through God. And I've kind of started to realize it's it's electric. It's how everyone in a room, no matter what you believe or how much you believe, when everyone's in a room together, worshiping God, praising God, it's just starts to build this energy that starts circulating through the room and everyone gets a charge from it or something. How one person with a strong belief, such as, um, I know my, d- my dad, he can bring a group of people together and just energize them. Um, like he did with his crew. Um, and, uh, I know that, um, my crew through the week, we, uh, I could see our resident starting to warm up to it and starting to warm up to us and how our energy kind of radiated through not only our work site but through the neighborhood, inspiring others to act um, through kindness like Colin mentioned. Our, our neighbor gave us the wood we needed to nearly complete our project a day earlier than we would have um, if we had had to wait on the supplies. So. I guess what, I'm, what I've been trying to convey is that um, everyone has the ability to share the love of God with someone else. And through that, you can both become closer with the Lord.
11: I'm Chris Derner. Um, For me, uh, I saw God in a lot of places. I don't know if this is working or if I even need it, but at any rate, um, my God sighting started before we even left, really, um, because we were able to come together, we, you know, through the fundraisers and the support of y'all to be able to go on this trip, I feel like we're fortunate um, to go and serve in uh, a foreign land, Tennessee, and uh, I, I don't know, I just like, I mean, it's nonstop God sightings for me. Before we went, first of all, we got together, people like showed up and they had their stuff, and we're... Somebody that wasn't even going on the trip donated a trailer to use. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable how it comes together and the things that we get to experience on these trips. I can tell you that none of these people right here today acted like this on the. You know, you're not seeing half of what they who they really are. Um, the people come out of shells big time. And I think it's a great thing, and for the better. And you really get to know people other than just shaking their hand on Sunday before or after church. And uh, you get to do things with folks. Um, We had uh, we experienced kindness and hospitality from another church that let us stay uh, in their facility before the mission trip. And uh, we got to go to an Atlanta Braves game. I don't know about you guys, but. I've not done all that many professional sports attendance, so it's kind of special. That was really neat. And getting there and getting to meet the other people, a a strange thing, you know, we get there, check in Sunday, and there's all these people, and you're nervous, and you don't really, really want to talk to them, like, they're from Nebraska, a bunch of people from, you know up north i'm originally from louisiana so anybody north i 10 is a yankee to me and uh <laughs> so you get to meet people from like wisconsin and just all these places um that have different perspectives but are there for a common goal and a common mission and that is to in some way serve god and be his hands and feet and uh It's easier to strike up a conversation, I guess, when you have a starting point. And um, so that's good. A guy I talked to, he's from Omaha, Nebraska, Sunday night, just in passing. He was sitting down at a table. I talked to him. He's like, hey, you know, we were talking about College World Series stuff. Anyway, um, he ended up being his crew was selected to come and help my crew save our bacon on Friday afternoon and complete our project. So that was really special. Our, you know, we get there and we get our packets and our assignments and everybody chooses a job. I'll let my youth choose their jobs, what they want to do for the week, and then I'll take whatever's left over. I learned a lesson that I will be the work director. Uh, <laughs> might might not be a best choice to let your 14-year-old be the work director because they're not as concerned with the schedule <laughs> as maybe – Someone else with more experience might be. Anyway, um, we did complete our project. That was miraculous. We tore off a deck, built a new deck, and painted outside of a house in five days. It stormed every day except Friday. Um, We put ponchos on. We set up stuff to cover tools. We kept working when it was raining. Um, We took breaks. Our resident came to every one of our devotion sessions, which is the first time that I've experienced that. Um, so she really seemed to be devoted to the experience, at least um, from the religious side and receiving the gift of, you know, new deck, new painting, and all this kind of stuff. So that was really special for me. Um, I had nicknames for my crew. We only, I only had four other youths. The oldest one was 17, and the youngest was 14. Most of them were 14, 15. Um, So we got a lot done with not a lot of experience. And uh, meeting our resident, that was special for me as well because she introduced herself, we introduced ourselves, and her name was Autry Watley. And I said, wow, that's amazing. My third grade teacher's name was Miss Watley, and... She was pregnant. I just, I just remember her vividly. My dad was friends with her husband, and I knew right then that it wasn't a coincidence. It was a God incidence When we first met her Monday morning, I said, "This is, this is going to go well." And I may have changed my mind at which point you had asked me that throughout the week, but um, it did end up going well. And it's you never know what you're. I never know what I'm going to learn and what I'm going to take away from going on these mission trips. I've been on a few with us now, and at this time, I learned it's not about me. Uh, It's got nothing to do with me, really. It's I'm just show up. I'm just a guy, skin and bones, bleed red, breathe oxygen. I'm just there, and God is the one doing the work And these, you know, friendships with our youth and any of these kids and you know by the second day I had uh, nicknames for some of them. I had the tallest man in Florida in my group and uh, he was very tall, 6'4", something like that. Um, Had another girl named Sweetie and that girl from Christiansburg, Virginia that was had been with us in Bluefield several years ago was on my crew and uh, another guy from Minnesota, young man. So I really, I mean, to, for me, God's sightings is where, where's my mind? What am I paying attention to? What am I focused on? If I want to see God, if I want to see, you know, I can't make a cloud. I can't grow a flower. I can't do any of that. Um, I'm just not that powerful. But what I learned is I need to suit up and show up. Where, where can I see God and where can I do every day? You know, and what, how do I show the relentless, relentlessness of God? And I just looked over here at that right there. I don't know if y'all see that in that little shield right there, but it is an A and an omega. So I noticed that. That's, you know, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I'm just here. That's, that's, this guy, this guy does it, you know, um. I mean, I just, I love it, and I'll keep doing it until you won't let me, or I can't, one of the two. Um, I can't get enough, I mean, I feel like I get ten times more out of it than I bring to it, if that makes any sense. I've rambled long enough, by the way.
12: I think I'm going to talk, yeah, this isn't working, oh, Oh, okay, okay. So I think I'm going to talk about the God settings with my crew. So I was on a double crew, actually, with Andrew. And let's just say I think every day we worked so hard. I mean, we had, like, we would push back our lunch so that we could get so much done because we had to paint the outside of the house and the inside. Like, it was a lot of work. And I feel like every day we always had something happen to where we couldn't leave the work site. Like, um, I got my hand stuck in a car door. I really regret trying to help that guy get some glasses, but, um, and then our, the girl Chelsea who was driving the vehicle lost her keys, so we were all sitting there trying to find it, and some days, like, we just didn't leave, and everybody was very frustrated because the girls, we only had an hour to shower when we got back, and we were all ready to go home, like, to sleep, I know I was, I was really tired, but I think that at the end of the day, we were all laughing. I mean, in the car, Andrew would sing, and, <laughs> you know, and we would all play games, and we would talk about ourselves, and, like, it just really opened up, like, who we are. I mean, I'm a very, like, closed-off person, but I opened up myself, and I talked a lot more in our youth devotions, our crew devotions. and. I think that it was really nice to meet people that instantly, like the first day, even that night when I met my crew, we instantly like hit it off and we all just were talking and it was just a really great experience and I really think that you all should try to go because it is something that, yes, like cold showers, you're sleeping on an air mattress for a week, you wake up at 645, trust me, that's not ideal. (laughs) But it's definitely an experience that we all should have at least once.
10: So the one thing I wanted to say as far as back home, we, we drove, for this trip, we drove seven and a half hours to spend a week with people we didn't know from all over this country, uh, to be put on crews of six with people from, I had five different states represented on a crew of six. Uh, but we don't, as a church, have to drive seven and a half hours to get to know somebody we don't know. We did that as a mission trip, but within here, there are people maybe here for the first time there's folks that you don 't know sitting around you. We have fellowship suppers we have opportunities it's more about it 's less about the work that we were physically doing and more about the relationships we were building and I would encourage us as a church and as a as a Christian body of faith to take the opportunities to get to know the people in the room to get to know the people in the community to get to know our neighbors uh, because that is At the end of the day, that's the part that's the most important. My 17-year-old had it right. She was not worried about painting the inside and hammering the nails and getting the glue off. She was worried about making a connection. And at the end of the day, uh, T-shirts and dog tags don't really matter if they're just what we're wearing while we go off and do our thing. Um, our thing should be God's thing, and God's thing brings us together for a reason. So opportunities are around you. Sometimes it's out of your comfort zone to get to know and make that relationship with the other people that we're here with. And that's really, at the end of the day, what we're here to do.
0: say our i mean oakland's mission as chris pointed out uh, this trip is made possible by monies that you guys gave by tools you loaned by trailers we borrowed and we take all the time we need to tell you all these stories because they're your stories it's not ed's story or Christian's story that's oakland's story own it believe it claim it and then live that mission out you heard people say i the same there here. I don't remember who said it. It said it's easy to talk to these people. songs just for the sake of doing things, but for the sake of connecting with God.